Thunder's Mouth Theatre presents Am I Old Yet? Season 6, Episode 8. It's a start. Now be careful what you wish for is the moral of today's episode. And do watch out for those unintended consequences. Yes, come. Oh, it's Yuzi. Now, what do you got for me? I got that report for you, Chief. About the gangs? Yes, sir. There's definitely some kind of major gang warfare been going on. We know that. Don't waste my time. What's behind it? Who started well, it? Well, that's the thing. Nobody and everybody, apparently. What? Stop talking rubbish. Have you been helping yourself to the seized drugs cupboard? Oh, not at all, Chief. It's just they all blame each other. Nobody seems to know how it started. But do they know why? Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. And? It's the drugs. What drugs? All oh, the heroin that's been hitting the streets for the past week. What about it? It don't work. What do you mean it don't work? Just that, Chief. Nobody gets high. So, it's been doctored. Diluted. Mixed with baby powder. Why? Not at all, Chief. It's pure heroin. Really good quality stuff. It just don't work. So what does that mean? Lots of junkies going into withdrawal. On the contrary. It seems to make them very comfortable. And peaceful. And helpful. You have got to be joking. Junkies? Helpful? In what way? I can't wait to hear this. Oh, seriously, Chief. They started volunteering at the homeless shelter. Collecting for food banks. They even formed their own soccer team. It's like... It's like a... It's like a great big joke against you, you numbskull. What have you been smoking? Oh, no, honestly, Chief. I swear to... Ow! Why do you do that? I'm just telling you what they're saying on the street. Ah, uh, stop wasting my time. Okay, Chief. Sorry, Chief. Hey, wait a minute. Ain't you forgotten something? Oh, yeah. Of course. Sorry, Chief. Almost forgot. There, there you are. Good. Enjoy. Hey, hang on. Is this okay? It hasn't been diluted too, has it? Oh, no. Coca plants haven't been affected at all. Welcome to the interrogation. I'm Kerstine Walkman. Each week, one challenging news report, three expert witnesses, and hopefully a degree of understanding at the end. This week's challenging issue is the strange phenomenon of the allegedly non-addictive heroine. Our three experts are Dr. Joshua Edelstein, Director of Biological Sciences at Vandenberg University, Professor Marta Polensky from the Institute of Air Studies, and in the studio we have Lord Peter Cage, lifelong specialist in fake news and disinformation and long-term friend of the program. Welcome to you all. Turning to you first, Dr. Edelstein. Now... Can you give us some background to this bizarre, I, I could say, unexpected turn of events? When and where was it first noticed? Thank you, Kirstine. Well, it seems to have been first noticed, or at least first reported, on the streets of Los Angeles when shipments of heroin arrived into the hands of the drug barons. And the customers, 
noticed that it didn't have the same effects that they were accustomed to. There was no rush at the beginning, and instead of becoming calm and sleepy, they became calm but with great energy. They started taking action, doing tasks that would normally have been ignored, moving into the community and generally being helpful. But what happened when it wore off? Well, that's the thing, Kirstine. It doesn't seem to wear off. Those who had been addicted for years found that they were perfectly happy with it, without it. Right. So the drug no longer functions as an addictive opioid, but what about its use as a painkiller? Does that still Well, work? it seems the morphine, which is derived from the same source plants, the poppy fields, still offers the pain relief as before but it no longer seems to be addictive. Yes, and we have an interview with a nurse in a hospice here in the UK. It was extraordinary. The last batch of morphine that arrived a few days ago, it has a much longer lasting effect than we never noticed before. We've been able to reduce the amount the patients are getting. They're just not asking for it as much. And they are more comfortable, more alert, much more able to enjoy their family visits right through to the end of their lives. No, Susan, Susan, are you listening to this? This is amazing. The poppies have changed. What? What poppies? Changed to what? Well, they've changed their nature. Oh, don't be daft. Oh, no, seriously, Susan, listen to what they're saying. They're concluding that one of the most effective treatments for pain relief known to humanity has lost its, its most unpleasant side effect, that of being highly addictive. How can that be, Dr. Edelstein? Ah, the drugs that are derived from the seeds of the poppy plant have been a great benefit to mankind for thousands of years in that it suppresses pain in the form of morphine, but has also been a great destructor of mankind in that it is highly addictive and has led to the most terrible trade amongst the criminal world. Making lots and lots of money by getting people addicted to it so that it can just keep selling more and destroy lives all over the world up till now. Thank you, Dr. Edelstein. Marta Polensky from the Institute of Earth Studies. You've studied the genetic makeup of the poppy plant. Can you give us an explanation as to why it seems to have changed its ways so suddenly, if the rumours are correct? It's quite extraordinary if these stories are true. What is it that's happening to the plant is something we've never observed anywhere in the world before. Where the genetic structure of the plant seems to have switched certain aspects of itself off so that it no longer has this effect on the human mind or body that was creating the craving for it, but instead it's acting, not as the soporific, but it has a calming effect. So wonderful for people with anxiety, clinical anxieties, that is, not just people who are a bit anxious, but people who actually have the clinical syndrome, where anxiety is completely uncontrollable. This version of heroin seems to be able to switch the human recessive genes so that People who are used to having these terrible fits of anxiety are now more like the rest of us that just get a little anxious when there's something to be anxious about. Now, it's only been a couple of weeks, of 
course that we've been able to observe this situation. So we have no idea if it's lasting effect or not. And we certainly have no explanation whatsoever as to how it comes so suddenly and worldwide. Yes, worldwide extraordinary. Well, thank you very much. And now we've Lord Peter Cage, who's been studying fake news and conspiracy theories around the world for many years. What do you make of all this, Peter? Is it not fake news? To be perfectly honest, Kirstine, I'm completely baffled, and uh, I can't even imagine how to account for this, because I've tried every which way to track down the sources. And they seem to be perfectly genuine. Highly reputable laboratories in medical institutes and universities uh, and hospitals uh, all around the world, and they're all reporting the same effect. This would be immensely difficult to fake and to have such an enormous widespread effect. You don't think it could be any sort of, uh, uh, well, a form of mass hysteria? Well, we have looked into that as well. And frankly, no, that just doesn't wash. So, there we are. I'm Kirsten Walkman. I've been your interrogator. Until next time, mind how you go. Well, can you believe that? What does it mean? Well, it means your grandmother is a saint, uh, an angel. Oh, come on, Charlie. She can't have had anything to do with this. She has left the safe house, but... don't but... you remember? Remember what? What she said on the phone. When was this? Well, when we phoned up to tell her about Professor Le Poncet, she was saying she wanted to have a useful superpower. Like, oh, what was it again? Something about mind rays. Oh, getting people to give up fossil fuels. And then she said, change the poppy seeds so that they couldn't be used for anything but medical purposes. Yes, that was it. I told you at the Team Helen meeting. And that's what has happened. Oh, but surely that's just a coincidence. Oh, I don't think so, Susan. Oh, I bet that's her. No, it's Mom. Yes, Mom. Susie, Susie darling, did you just hear the interrogation? On the radio just now. Did you hear yes, it? Yes, we both did. What do you think? It's Mum. It has to be. Remember what Misha said at the meeting. Her wishes only seem to take effect when it's something to do with nature. And well, Charlie mentioned what she'd said, you know, on the phone. And then Misha said if he was right, there'd be some news soon to do with poppy plants. And there is. She did it. She made it work. No more drug addicts. You think so? Oh, I'm sure of it. Charlie, Mum agrees with you. She reckons Gran has rid the world of drug addicts. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. But you just oh, said... Heroin is only one addictive drug, Susan. And another thing... What? Well, they make it synthetically. Chemists... In labs, it is still out there, uh, along with all the other ones. Oh, but it's a start. You're absolutely right. It is a start. That was episode eight, It's a Start, the final episode in season six. The players were Christopher McDougall as Detective Z and Charlie... 
Ted Gray as Dr. Edelstein, Patricia Gray as the nurse, Mike Rimmer as Lord Peter Cage, and Francis Brody Aldridge as Professor Marta Polensky. All the other roles were played by me, Floyd Kennedy. The music performed throughout is composed and performed by John T. La Barbera from his album In the Labyrinth, available on Bandcamp. It would be extremely helpful if you would rate and review this podcast when you have a moment. And if you'd like to support the production costs and ensure that there is a season seven in the new year, I've set up a wishlist campaign at buymeacoffee.com slash yet. Huge thanks also to my fabulous regular subscribers at patreon.com slash yet. Feel free to join them. There are extra benefits. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and wishing you a wonderful, safe, warm, festive season.